The judgy opinions expressed on this reality TV podcast are not backed up by any professional degrees. While Jamie and Jesse are experts in everything, they're certified in nothing. Comments made should be taken with a grain of salt, a glass of Pinot Grigio, and a sense of humor. Enjoy this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Hey, you guys, we are back. I've got my best friend, Jesse here. Jesse, what's up? What's up? Well, I know you're feeling a little nasally today, so we uh, yes, are just... allergies. Now, I promised not to drink any more carbonated drinks before our episode, so I will not be burping today, right, just right. Um, for your pleasure. Uh-huh. Um, but I, you might be sneezing. Sneezing, sniffling, blowing my nose. Okay. I, you know, it is horrible allergy season right it now. It is. Like, I have them too. Yeah. Even when I run around, there's like little white things floating in the air yeah. that's just riddled with pollen, I'm sure. So. I know. And it's like not letting us live our best podcast no, voice life. Um, but I will disclose by saying Jesse is vaccinated. Right. So Jesse's a nurse. <laughs> right. This is not gets, COVID. This is not yeah, COVID. Right. She gets tested like often. Right. And so we are good. But I just, we wanted to let you guys know. Yes, I'll be a little, a little bit more nasally than normal. I think I already am nasally, yeah. but just a little bit <laughs> she more. She decided to turn it up a notch yeah. just for you guys. <laughs> Keep you guys but we didn't want to skip an episode. We'd rather no. record even if we're nasally. That's right. Okay. So you guys, we're actually going to do something a little different with this episode. We are not going to be talking about Housewives or any reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, multi-level marketing, MLMs have been a hot topic for a while. I have a specific interest in them, just being curious mm-hmm. about really what goes on inside of them. Are people really successful selling with an MLM? And so I pitched the idea to Jesse and I think that a lot of our, I know that a lot of our listeners will be women. And so I would imagine you guys have some interest in this topic yeah, as well. Somehow impacted, whether you, someone's, your friend sells it or a parent or you yourself have been involved in, with one. So Jesse, I know that you have your own experience with an MLM. I sure also do. have my own experience, which we'll both talk about during this episode. But I just think that our audience, you know, is made up of mostly women and you guys might be interested. So let's talk about it. Yeah. I do want to say that Jesse and I are not here to bash anybody who's in an MLM, has been in an MLM, whether you've you're selling for one, you're you're buying from one, you you know, you're you're supporting your sister who's doing it or whatever. Yeah, yes. we are not here to bash you, but we are asking questions. We're very curious about how it works and, you know, spoiler alert, I am very suspicious of MLMs. I will come right out and say that. Mm-hmm. So um, I have not done any kind of deep dive research to have a more strong opinion than that. But I just do want to disclose to you guys, I am suspicious, which I think is kind of what made me interested in talking about it further. Right. But we are not mean girls and we are not here to bash you. Right. If you are happy with your MLM, you go, girl. Right, but let's but talk this, about Maybe it. there's some questions that might be raised from this. And and like Jamie said, we didn't do like a super deep dive on this, but we did do some research on it and have a better all, just to have a better overall understanding of the structure of it and um, the ins and outs of it. Yeah. So let's kind of just dive right in, Jess. Okay. Um, I was texting you the other day. I've watched a couple of YouTube documentaries. One was only eight minutes. The other one was about 30 minutes, but I've also read, you know, numerous articles, 
heard, you know, seen chatter online about it. Um, so that is where my experience, which is not very deep in MLMs comes from. So, um, I did watch a documentary, which I think was only eight minutes long on YouTube. It's called the secrets of multi-level marketing. And they kind of started out by saying, you know, specifically there's an MLM called unique Y O U N I Q U E. And in unique, they call Every MLM calls the people who sell for them different things. Uh Sometimes you're called a stylist um, if you sell certain makeup, even though that's kind of deceiving too. If you have no uh, beauty industry background, you can still call yourself a stylist. So that's a little misleading. But in Unique specifically, this documentary said that Unique sellers call themselves presenters. And in this documentary, they said at the time that it was filmed, there's about 1.23 million people are presenters for Unique. That's just Unique. I mean, there are multiple. Oh, right. There's numerous MLMs out there. They also said that 0.02% of people earn real money. Most of them make no money or actually lose money, specifically with Unique. And I think that that could, that statistic, I have a hunch, could stand for many MLMs um, based on what I've watched and based Mm -hmm. on what I've read. Um, With most MLMs, you know, you have to buy a starter pack. So there's some form of investment. And I think that, you know, a starter pack from one MLM can range greatly. It could be 150 bucks to thousands Thousands of dollars. dollars, Uh, LuLaRoe uh, specifically I'm, basic starter pack seems it's like, like five thousand, yeah, yeah, five to five to six thousand right. dollars, and I think that's because with Lularoe specifically, you have to buy physical inventory, leggings and shirts and whatever else they sell, right? And hold physical inventory in your house, and now you've got to go and hawk that inventory right. to your friends, your family, right. whoever follows you on social media, and you can get into some real trouble, which I think you and I will talk about mm-hmm. specifically with mm-hmm. Lularoe. Um, So typically with an MLM, you have to buy a starter pack and it's typically a recruiter. There's somebody you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you know them or not, but usually you know them and they go and they recruit you. Right. You be, so then now you're under them and that person who recruited you, they're typically called the upline. So when they recruit you, you sign on, you buy your starter pack, you start selling product, whatever you sell, that upline or recruiter who brought you in also makes a percentage off of your sales. But it, so then when you start creating your downline, which is basically people you recruit now to work under you on your team, you start making money from your downline team's income, but also your upline, the original person who recruited you, also makes money not only on you, but your downline. And it just goes from there. Right. So you can start to see that triangle, right. which we're going to talk about an MLM versus a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Are they the same? Are there similarities? But you know, the people who get in early and are at the top, they can, I think, make some real money. However, it starts to get diluted, you know, the more that the downlines start to form and the people who get in later in the game and are essentially at the bottom, I think that they really struggle to make money. And to be honest, I think many of them, based on what I've read, don't even make back their initial investment. They They lose money. So we will get more specific into that. 
With MLMs, there seems to be a lot of pressure to recruit and build a team, which again is we're Jesse and I are going to talk about why pyramid schemes are illegal. But that's, I think this, what I'm about to say is really where people start to compare an MLM to a pyramid scheme. Because in reality, with an MLM, it seems that your success is not really predicated on selling the specific product. Mm -hmm. You might sell a good deal of product or you might not. But really what they want you to do is recruit more people to work under you. And that's where the top line, the upline, that's where the real money is made that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's not the product. Right. It's the team that you build. And that is essentially part of the reason why pyramid schemes are illegal. And again, we're going to get to that. Also in this documentary, Jesse, she was explaining that, and I think this is true based on people I know who have sold product for an MLM, is that if you have a system where you're asked to pay, which essentially is you have to buy a starter kit to be part of this organization, where you have to pay money and recruit people, a lot of time those payments come in the form of buying products. So essentially, you don't have many people who are buying product because they actually want the product. It's more the people who are part of the MLM, who are sellers or presenters or whatever you're called, feeling pressured to meet their sales quota. So they start buying products for themselves to stay active in the MLM, to meet their quota because Mm -hmm. they're getting that pressure. So all that does is you're getting all this product that you don't really need. These are not organic sales of new customers buying your product, you're buying your own product. And so you're getting all this product you don't need, but more importantly, you're going more into debt because each month you're trying to meet a quota and you're not able to sell to the outside world, or maybe you're not able to recruit people to be in your downline successfully. So you're like, shit, let me buy like five mascaras. You know, I'm making this up. Let me buy 20 eyeshadows. Let me, okay, I've met my quota. And I guess I'll use this stuff one day, but you can see how that's not a good business model. Right. Yes. Not a good business model. And it's a slippery slope. Right. And even I was seeing that, um, you know, I told the documentary that I had watched, they had, it was a vice documentary. And in the beginning, when you are starting to make money based off of sales of the products, you're told to reinvest that for more product that you need to build almost like, you know, for this is for LuLaRoe, um, that it would, you almost are like designing or making this like boutique where you have wardrobe, you know, hangers of clothes and multi-sizes and multiple, you know, they're told, they're telling you don't use that money just to put it in your bank account to pay your bills for that month, mm-hmm. reinvest it into the company so you can, you know, grow your way up in addition to not just with the product part, but also then recruiting, which is really, I think, their bread and butter. Right. And so you can see how there's all these ways that you can get into trouble quickly financially by joining certain MLMs that, you know, it's all this pressure to meet the quota. You're buying product really for yourself instead of selling it organically to people who just want the product. Um, you're being uh, pressured to don't spend that money, reinvest it. So now you're going deeper into debt and you're not really getting any money to actually go and spend on your family and your bills, like Jesse said. And it's just like you said, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in, the, in this documentary, which I think this is true, you know, they, she talks about 
I think it's a journalist who put this documentary together. Um, she says that, you know, she sees in her research, a lot of women, um, losing friends over joining an MLM because now you're pressured to recruit a team. And we've all gotten those messages, I think, where it's like, Hey babe, you know, I started selling, right. you know, my whatever Facebook group. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you know, like do you a- want to have a side hustle? Do you want to be a boss, babe? Do you want to, um, you know, have uncapped income, you know, as- create your own schedule. Yes. Right. Get a free car yes. or all these things. And you get, and then it becomes annoying because you feel pestered. And so you, you sour friendships. But I also think that, you know, if you're kind of at the top and you're the one who got your friend or friends or family members into it and they don't make money, now they're kind of pissed off at right. you and they resent you. And then that friendship or, or family relationship is soured because so I do, I can totally see that happening. Right. I myself have received those messages. Oh, and yeah. now I just, I, I, you know, I don't have any interest in joining an MLM. I've come close. And I think, Jesse, you and I are going to talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. But I ignore those messages now. I don't even feel the need to write back and say I'm not interested. I mean, if it was somebody really close to me or in my close circle, of course, I would write back right. and say, hey, respectfully, no. I'm not interested, but right. re- you know, best of luck. But I can totally see how friendships would be soured. But I do have to say, uh, I did see also in the research that I did that some of these women, and I don't know when you want to talk, we can talk about like the demographics kind of yeah, like, who I want to talk about targeted, that now. Yeah, but for sure. Some of these women, they actually, you know, their community might just be their friends and family online because they've moved to another state, mm-hmm. but they found within the MLM that they're joining an instant community. Family. Yes. They go to uh, conferences together. They go out to dinner. They yes. are, and they're just people who the only thing they have in common is this MLM, but it creates like an instant family. Yes. So where they're, you know, and they, they will hawk a lot of product to like the ones that are closest to them, which is their family members and their friends that they can be like, hey, you know, the same thing like Girl Scout cookies. They're like, you want to buy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got my totally, Girl Scout cookies. And like, I buy them ready? from all. Oh, yeah. I have friends that I just, yeah. You, Not you that Girl those. Scout cookies are an MLM. They're, they're literally like a national a non-profit treasure. organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of our national treasures. <laughs> yes, like yes. if I don't get a Samoa every year, oh, like girl. I'm going to like be mad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah. So it, it adds like kind of like the antithesis to what you're saying. I do think that um, they can lose friends and lose some relationships off of it. But within the MLM, it's like this family which even becomes when it doesn't go well, it's even a harder fall for them. Yes. Which I think that that makes it more sticky. Meaning that if somebody gets you to join an MLM and you have this instant friend circle and you're all supporting each other on social media, going to conferences, instant friends, that's, that's great. But if you find yourself not making money and all you're doing is going into debt, I think it, that makes it harder to leave because you probably feel pressure from all the other girls who are still in it. And also if you leave, are they going to be your friend anymore? So I do have a hunch that a lot of women would stay in an MLM, even if they're not making money, either because one of two reasons, they feel too much pressure from the other women who have decided to stay in it to stick with it, keep going, you can do it. Um, or that those women will no longer be their friend if they left. But I also think that another reason that women join MLMs is that it is that instant friend uh, circle, that the money is sort of like a side benefit to it, right. but they just need friends. They're right. lonely. So right. let's talk about that. Yes. So the demographic, 
like Jesse said, you know, in our, in the documentaries, uh, documentaries that, that we watched, um, they specifically brought up stay at home moms and military wives, right? right? Right. As a specific target. And I think then the common denominator between both of those are, they might be lonely women. Per right. se- and I'm, not, I'm not saying that all stay at home moms right. and military wives. This is what came up in the documentary as sort of, these are women who potentially might be targeted because like, yeah. they're lonely and they would want an instant right. friend circle. Um, they also are not making income outside of the household and they desire to do that. Right. They want to gain back maybe their independence. They want to make, have a little side hustle, make some extra money. So, um, but the, but I do think that a big draw for these joining these MLMs is really the instant friendships. Yes. And yes. I say that in quotes because right. are these real friends that you're making or are they, or is it sort of a facade? Right. Well, and the one like, and we can get into it, but the one, the vice documentary that I've, I, um, watched the woman at the end, you know, when she was, she had her upline just immediately above her were her closest friends. But when everything kind of came crashing down at the end, they cut her off immediately. And she was still so upset, like in this documentary, it was still like a death to her because mm-hmm. she lost not only all her money and basically a lot of things that she had invested and was left with all this product. She also left some two of the most important relationships in her life during that time Wow! because they were still on board with it. And she came out publicly that she was against it for LuLaRoe. Um, but I want to go back to like the demographic part. For military wives, I found this interesting because it's kind, it makes sense and why they would be targeted because they'll be somewhere, somewhere that's, you know, they're, they're traveling or they're being, um, re, like deployed somewhere, um, to a state that they're not going to get a full time job or employers just for, let's say, I don't know, Macy's or Nordstrom or something. They're not going to want to hire you when they know you might be temporary. I see. So this is why they're targeted. It's because you don't have to, you don't, your location really doesn't matter. Exactly. So you can still do this and travel wherever your husband or your significant other goes and you're able to maintain this career. And not only that, all the things, uncapped income, um, you know, making your own schedule. You can be a stay at home. You can, you know, do these things. And a lot of them are going virtual, doing live, uh, yes. you know, doing live like Facebook feeds and stuff yes. like that. I see a lot of that. They're leaning heavy on the social media. Right. But marketing. I think it's just interesting that they said specifically um, in the Vice documentary that military uh, spouses are the ones that are really targeted. So that that's an interesting point that you make. And that's where, you know, what I said at the top of the episode that I am suspicious of MLMs. I don't... I am all like, I am 100% for women. You know, you and I have talked about this and I know it sounds stupid to say that. And maybe a lot of women claim that or really do feel that, but you and I feel this in our, inside of my being is that I, we are strong women. We come from strong women. Yes. We 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 come from our, our, we respect our moms. Our Mm -hmm. moms were, you know, they worked outside of the home. They're career women, very intelligent. intelligent. I mean, strong, strong women. And I love the pattern of all these women starting their own businesses, becoming moguls, um, holding political seats, uh, being more on the board of directors at banks and other institutions. I effing love that. It like gives me a high to look at that research and that upward trend. 
Hardy's two for five dollar breakfast bake goodness into your morning. Choose a biscuit with sausage and egg, biscuit and gravy, or French toast dips. Any two, just five dollars. Hardy's goodness in the making. These items only. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. I don't want to be a mean girl and say, you know, screw you, you know, people who are in MLMs. You know, that's the. It's not smart. Get out. Whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think I've done enough research to to come to that uh, conclusion. But I have done enough research to say I don't know if MLMs are good for women. I right, really don't. Right. And for all the reasons that we're talking about today is that I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I don't want anybody to feel attacked, but I do want you to ask yourself the questions. Is it really good for you? Right. Were you targeted? Are you a stay-at-home mom? Do you feel like that's the reason why you were recruited? Mm-hmm. Were you lonely at the time? And did you feel like the biggest benefit was making instant friends? Do you now feel pressure from those friends, in quotes, right. um, to stay in the MLM, even though you've recently discovered on paper you're not making any money? Right. Um, so that's why we want to talk about this today. Mm-hmm. And you know, though, you know, I have a financial background. I used to, to do, um, commercial real estate financing. I did that for 18 years at a financial institution. And I think a lot of people love the idea of being a business owner, of being an entrepreneur, a boss babe, a girl boss, whatever you want to call it. And it makes you feel empowered that you cut sort of own your own business and you're out there hustling. But I would love to know are women who, who claim to be happy selling for an MLM. Are you really making money? Are you really looking at your income statement and your balance sheet? Are you really, are you get, are you looking at the credits coming into your bank account? Let's just say you're making $500 a month, which I, to be honest, based on what we've seen is very rare. Right. Most women, if they make money, it's like 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. I know that some people at the top are making probably Major, real money, right. but you are the very small percentage. Right. But are you looking at your bank account? Let's say you're making $500 a month and you see that money coming in. But now are you really tracking what you've invested into what, it? What has gone What out. your ongoing expenses are. The inventory that you have to keep buying if that's what you have to do. Um, the makeup you're buying that you don't really need, but you have to meet a quota. It, that's an expense. So deduct that from that $500. Now, when you look at it like that with a microscope, are you really actually making money or are you losing money? Are you breaking even? I have a hunch that most women in an MLM probably aren't making that much money and could actually be losing money every month. Now, my next question is, and I'm just saying, I want women to look at that and actually determine and get the real answer. Are you making money or are you losing money? My second hunch is that some women have looked at the income statement and they can see that they're not really making money, but they like the benefit of having an instant friend circle. And again, I'm saying that in quotes because I don't know, are they really your friends? I know that they're supporting you now and they're probably liking all of your Instagram posts and, and commenting on your IG stories. You get it, girl. That's That video you did was fire. Um, keep going. Keep reaching for your goals. But if you left that MLM, would they still be your friend? I'm asking the question. I don't know. I've never been in an MLM and had to exit one. Right. But I just, I'm curious, you know, so... I don't know. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you, do you know anybody who's making, do you know anybody who's currently in an MLM and making real money? You know, 
That's a good question. I definitely know people who are in MLMs. Not really close to me, I have to say. That's kind of like, you know, we used to work together, you know, 20 years ago or something. Right. We went to school together, but we're still following each other on Facebook. And so I see that you're um, promoting these things. So one, I have a, and then in the past, I had somebody who actually used the product and we can get into that. But um, yes, the one that I can that comes to mind that I think of that I see, and I don't, I actually haven't seen much activity recently, but it was, I think they got a car. Wow. I think there was like a Lexus involved. Okay. And, um, I don't even know if I want to say what the company was for, but mm-hmm. she had, um, it was for facial, like stuff to like product. Okay. Like skin products, skin care products. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And I know that she had, um, was really proud of her team and that she had gotten this Lexus. That's all I know. I have not, this, and this is probably, this is pre co I mean, this is like probably 2018 or so. So I don't know what's happened since then. There has been no promotion of that product since like right. that. I mean, it's been a while. So I don't know if there was like a falling out, but I'm not close enough to kind of like dive deeper yeah. with her and find out any more about it. Um, but I know, and this is what I think there's so many of them. I really do believe so many MLMs, maybe there is one that might be semi-legitimate. I don't, right. I don't know. Because they run the gamut. Right. All of them have different um, pay scales and structures and uh, how you start and how you can be successful. So uh, there might be some that are more legitimate than others. Or maybe the product that they actually produce is really a good product. And right. people are like, hey, I need a refill of this. Yes. I really need this yeah, again. I'm sure that exists. Yes. Yeah. So I do feel like, I mean, I feel like there's something like that. But like LuLaRoe is an easy target for us. Mm-hmm. And this to show maybe we can say pretty much without a doubt mm-hmm. that that's one of the more... Predatory. Uh, yes. Predatory also has multiple multiple lawsuits pending against yes. them, like from federal agencies. Lawsuits, yes, yes. From federal agencies. We know that they also, that they've had like major product issues, um, where the product never really was good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of these women left with like thousands of dollars worth of their products. So they're They'll kind of never be able to sell. Right. Yeah. So I do feel like that company is an easy one to look at and dive into a little bit. And I feel like they are the subject of a lot of, um, of the documentaries that we watched and multiple things that we sources, saw. Yeah. whether it was an online article or a, a documentary have, have stated that LuLaRoe seems to be one of the worst MLMs out there right. um, for many reasons that you just you just brought up. And um, my only experience with LuLaRoe was that I did have a friend, not a close circle friend, but mm-hmm. somebody I had a little bit of a budding relationship-ish starting. And I wanted to support her. I felt, I, it's not that she pressured me, but she invited me and I felt my own internal pressure, like I should just go. Let me go to, I didn't want to go. Right. I do not enjoy, just like I don't enjoy baby showers or wedding showers. Right, right. Sorry. I just I know, don't. Same. Um, but I also don't enjoy these MLM parties. I so really, you already knew going to it, this is an MLM. A hundred percent knew. I knew I wasn't really going to want the product, but I just, for it was all on me. Right. I felt pressure. I put it on myself yeah. to go. And you're like socially support her. Yeah, wanted to support her. And she was a stay-at-home mom. And so she fit, you know, the demographic of people that they sort of uh, want to recruit into right. these MLMs. Um, and I wanted my neighbor to go with me for support. I didn't want to show up alone. So I brought my neighbor. 
Long story short, we walked in, there were just racks upon racks of leggings, t-shirts. I mean, I was gobsmacked by the amount of inventory. And my first thought, because you know, I have a financial background, like I said, was holy crap, how much money has she invested into this? And is she ever going to sell sell all of these leggings? Yeah. Right. And, and truth be told, I didn't like the product. Oh, I would, I, I, I couldn't believe the pattern. Dude, the patterns. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be caught dead I wearing know, these damn leggings. And I'm sure some people love them. I aesthetically did not love right. them, but so my neighbor and, and also they were hella expensive. I'm talking, oh, were they really? Oh my gosh. We were shocked. And then we felt, Do you remember trapped. how much it was? All I can say is my neighbor's husband was pissed when she got home because she <gasps> felt she bought, pressure oh. to buy. She couldn't leave there without the yeah, yeah, tiny little house right. with all right. this. Pro- and there's only like two women there. She had nobody really showing up. So you just, you can't just like walk in and walk out and not be seen. And then she doesn't know if you bought something or right. not. She's going to know right. if you walk right. out empty handed. Right. So we both decided, look, we don't like this shit. But we both have daughters. Let's just buy some leggings because yes, they sell sure. kids. And I bought Stevie a pair of black LuLaRoe leggings and they were fine. Okay. You know, the quality was the same as whatever leggings oh, I buy her here. now. Okay. Um, and a couple of cute t-shirts that, you know, she could throw on and it was fine, but they were so expensive. I do not remember. This was years ago, but I, thirty I'm telling 50. you, I bought three items for a child, two t-shirts and leggings, okay. and it was over a hundred dollars. <laughs> Oh, that's yes. When I can gosh. go to Target and I can buy leggings for nine ninety nine, or I can go to Old Navy, or I can go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know how much kid, yeah. kids' clothing it should not have been it's like seven dollars for a pair of leggings at like. Yeah, we're Old not Navy. talking like Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom kids' right, clothes. Right. Okay, we are talking Lularoe, and we both knew we were being taken for a ride. This is not a good investment. <laughs> But we felt pressure right. and we did it anyway. And she literally got into an argument, my neighbor with her husband, because he was like, what? You paid what for what? I mean, everybody, right. all of us are living right. on a budget. Right. She broke their budget right. and to buy these things. And we both regretted going. That's my experience with LuLaRoe. But um, I digress. I mean, bless your heart for like supporting her. And, and that's the thing is, you know, that's what's hard is these they're getting into it for the right reasons. They really are trying to do something. And Absolutely. sometimes whether it's like you really, they are doing it because they financially need money and they think this is a way that's going to work with their family. Yes. There's, there's that aspect of it, but that they also might be not bored, but they wanted to, I mean, I can't, it's like when I'm at home for a couple of days in a row, I can't wait to go to work to use my brain in a different yes. way. I can't wait talk to, to talk about, adults. yes. And, and really kind of, you know, hustle as opposed to just being like, mommy, I want another snack or I, you know, whatever it is. So I feel for them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's sweet that you guys even did that. I am shocked about the cost because I didn't know that part of it. I just know that the women who have to invest and, you know, have a certain amount of money that they'll spend like thousands of dollars for their own um, inventory. They're getting that at cost or what they think is wholesale. Yes. But, but, but in, that is a word that can be thrown around so loosely. Oh, yeah. And I have a theory on Costco too. Trust oh, me. Like I am not a Costco fan. Oh. And here's what I have to say. Well, I buy everything from Amazon. You're about Amazon. to rock my world Girl, right now. And I know I'm, now we're about to lose all of our listeners. Because <laughs> right. let me tell you, Costco is literally like, has a fan club. Oh, I know. I hate Costco. I follow I hate Costco the experience. Oh, I yeah. hate going there. I hate, it's so big. It's so icy and warehousey and it's not cute and it's, these big ass baskets, and I always end up buying <laughs> big ass 
fucking uh, 1,000 deodorants. I know. Which, of course, eventually yeah. I might use. Yeah, and, but into the year 2053. Like, that's right. And I don't yeah. have the storage capacity in this house for like that much inventory. Okay. So, um, but I don't like Costco. And my theory is it is all a marketing ploy. I right. do not think you're getting deals at Costco. Right. I do not think that because they sell... They say, well, I forgot what their slogan is, but it's like wholesale prices to consumers or yeah, it is it's like about wholesale. Yeah. They, yeah. they, and they make it feel warehousey when you right. walk in oh, to yeah. make it feel like you're, I'm in a warehouse. I'm buying everything right. at wholesale. But in reality, you are buying a bunch of shit that you don't need. No. You're buying 20 million rolls of paper towels. Right. And if I can't you want out carrot out juice, you got to buy three gallons of carrot right. juice that's right. attached by a little plastic <laughs> thing at the top. Like, no, dude, I only want like a liter of carrot juice. So you buy all this shit you don't need. It's not at a discount, in my opinion. Probably, you're right. I mean, and it's yeah. busy there. The lines are long. The I parking know. lot, everybody's angry at the parking lot. I don't know why people stand in line for, or stay like, for their gas. Cars. Yeah. Like, and also for the gas. Yeah. I have heard people I know. go there and sit in yeah. line. And look, at this is the thing. I 100% understand. And I try to save a dollar wherever I can too. We are on a budget and I shop at certain places strategically so I can save a dollar. I am not knocking somebody for saving a dollar. Right. However, but know that you're saving a dollar. That's right. But is it also, but is it worth it to go sit in line right. on a is Saturday at the time? Costco gas station right. to save? I'm not sure how many cents per Seven, gallon. Yeah, I don't know, Your time is worth something. Right, right. So I, I just, I hate the whole experience. Yeah. I cannot even imagine going to a Costco. It gives me the shakes <laughs> even thinking about it. The only thing I miss are uh, the free samples, the food samples. Oh yeah. I mean, those are on point. Yeah. Well, they're gone because of COVID, but it's right. so funny because I am truly like the e- example of like, I love Target, but I did just yeah. buy a rug. I didn't need. Of course. Because there was a rebate. Oh, and it was forty nine ninety nine, and it was a six by nine rug. And I'm like, I have to pay fifty bucks right now for this six by nine rug because when the hell is a rug fifty dollars? Yes, dude. Not only We've did we all do it, my there. husband hates. I think he has like horrible allergies since this, this dang rug. But we <laughs> put like it under our made bed. Of cat yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. And dander. It's authentic uh, cat hair. Yeah, one hundred percent cat dander. <laughs> Um, but it, we had to like put it under, he hates this damn rug, but I'm like, I'm, we're using it. Cause but it's I got 50 a deal. bucks. Yeah. yeah but, got a deal. Yeah. I also bought like a stone, a stone oven thing that evenly cooks your food. Yes. Yeah. I'm a sucker Listen, and a half. Target is predatory. Yeah. You, uh, they are predatory and I have fallen for their trap pretty much every time I walk in. You know, when I go there. My cart always like I'm like okay dog food deodorant toothpaste dog food Just deodorant the side of the toothpaste. yeah on the right side on the there. left side and yeah. then all of a sudden my my eye and my peripheral sees the Joanna Gaines towels <laughs> sees the freaking a uh, Studio yeah. McGee pl- uh, faux plant and I'm like I need that and right. uh, I make a hard right <laughs> and I'm over there spending my entire paycheck on some bullshit we don't need but it makes right. me feel good right. putting it in my cart right. that twenty dollar candle smells good right. and then you're so, like God. Like I, I, get so I, get, mad. I get my total. I'm like, Jesus, you did not have, you I know. 100% didn't need those sandals that you will never wear. 100%. But just because they were this much money, I had to buy Yeah, it. you feel like you got a deal. Right. And, you know, right. and I do use my Target debit card, which again is, I've fallen for the trap. Right. I have a Target debit card oh. where I save 5% on oh. all my purchases. Yes. And it makes me feel good about my overspending there because at least I got the 5%. 5%. I mean, come on. <laughs> 
Listen, Target, screw you. Target's an MLM. That's right. Costco, I'm on to you now. <laughs> Jamie's pulled back the curtain. I That's mean, they right. See it Jesse, all. stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> Consider me woke. <laughs> so I did Anyways. watch another documentary, which I want to go through a few points of that. Um, the other documentary I watched was called Internet Analysis MLMs. It's a YouTube documentary. It it was either called that or the MLM. I think actually, okay, hold on. I got a little. I'm not a big YouTube YouTube watcher, as you can see, because I'm an auntie, not a niece. Um, <laughs> But I think it was either called Internet Analysis MLMs or it might have been called The MLM Girl Boss Narrative is a Lie by Tiffany Ferg. It's a YouTube documentary. Anyway, it's about 30 minutes long. I thought she did a great job of kind of like summing things up. And spoiler alert, her opinion is, you know, MLMs are a major scam. Right. Don't join them. Um, but I just kind of want to go through some things that she had mentioned. Um, so, you know, obviously, like we said, you're always recruited by someone. That's kind of how it works. Um, and they kind of get you with the, you know, a lot of times their message might start out with, Hey babe, hey this. And by the way, don't call me babe. Please I don't, don't. know. I, I don't know how you feel. Jesse, Wait, don't like, you call Steve babe? I do, but so, that's my husband. I know that's who I'm the only person with. that I love. <laughs> I do not call my neighbor who's a chick. Hey, hey babe. babe. I just it's yeah. like condescending right. to me. I'm Same. just like what? Yeah. It's like you're patting me on the head. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. enjoy it, I and I don't call girls. Babes. Or bitch. Yeah, or hey, bitch. bitch. Hey, bitch. <laughs> I think when I have had a few drinks, I might be that annoying yeah. a friend that's like, I, no, actually, I don't ever say drink up, bitches. <laughs> like, I'm not that girl. Yeah. I might have done that in like my 20s, but I'm over that now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've all gotten those messages. Hey, babe, um, do you want to be your own boss? Yada, yada. So they're kind of selling that boss, babe, girl boss. Um, you know, uncapped income, be your own boss. You might get a free car, live your best life. Um, and you know, but she's mentioned too that, you know, Herbalife, Rodan and Fields, mm-hmm. um, LuLaRoe and so many others, uh, other MLMs have active multi-million dollar lawsuits against them. Right. So the, you know, people are coming after these MLMs mm-hmm. and, she, you know, basically just says like, you have a monthly quota to hit, which we talked about in order to stay active. And as I'd mentioned before, you know, I think that people are a lot of times just buying their own product to stay right. active, which you just go further into debt. Um, but it's really all about recruiting. It's not about product sales. It's about building out a team. And that's how you really make money or maybe not you, but your upline can right. definitely make money off of you and your downline if you're able to build a team. So there's a lot of pressure to keep going, build that team. And, um, you know, we've all been to the MLM parties. I think that's a big way that people try to sell products. And it's like, every time you go, you feel pressured, you know, to buy something and it's like shit that you don't need. I've gone to an essential oil party. It's, mm-hmm. I think it was, I don't know if you say doTERRA, doTERRA. Yeah, and like I bought the, the essential oils. Are they great smelling? Yes. I actually have some in my yeah. recording studio right now. And yeah. I have my little diffuser. I love the scent of them. Do I think they cure cancer or period cramps? I don't. But right. but that being said, or ward off COVID. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> well, that's actually why I let Jesse with her allergies in here because because yeah, do she, she rubbed essential oils all oh, over herself, right, and now right. we're fine. Um, but I do have friends, like smart friends. I'm not, you know, very know. smart women who are saying, "Hey, I use." a certain essential oil for my menstrual cramps or the, and they, it, they claim that it works great. I don't yeah. think they're lying. Right. I'm just 
My own thought is I don't think they do much. Right. Um, maybe some aromatherapy, maybe the lavender scent, <clears throat> maybe the lavender scent helps you get in the mode to go to bed. Do I think it keeps you asleep? Probably not. Right. Um, but yeah, I've been to that kind of party too. And I went and bought all these oils and they are very expensive, Ex- especially that frankincense. Yes. Dude, dude it's like 50 or $60 yes. and I don't know what it really does, but everybody says they swear by right. it. I don't really I know. And another thing that I think that a lot of people in MLMs are encouraged to do is to um, post on social media, show that you're living that glamorous lifestyle, right. show that you just bought a car with the money that you made off of the product you're selling you through an MLM. You were awarded that car. You were awarded that car. Exactly. So um, now in this particular um, YouTube video, she's you know saying that based on her research that you're encouraged from the top to not only kind of fake the funk, mm-hmm. essentially, those mm-hmm. are my words, but like mm-hmm. to show your glamour, glamorous lifestyle, whether or not it is real. real. She has a hunch that it's like kind of all of a facade, but she also thinks based on her research that coming from the top, they pressure you to buy fake followers on Instagram. And I don't know if you've seen the documentary no. Fake Famous. No. It is very interesting. Okay. Um, and I did watch it. And it sort of blows your mind, but now that I watched Fake Famous, essentially it's like anybody can make themselves fake famous. Okay. You, for 250 bucks, you can buy 10,000 IG followers overnight. And now all of a sudden you look super legit, right. like people are, you know, you are following you, right. and, but they're really just bots. And there's ways to detect are these real followers or not. But according to that fake famous documentary, many, many, many celebrities, A-list celebrities even, are buying fake followers because these days it's all about how many right, followers right. you have. That it legitimizes you. Legitimizes you and your business and whatever you're pushing. So there's all, the, all these micro um, influencers and big influencers who have all these followers, but essentially this documentary is calling them out and saying, it's not always real. This is not real organic growth in your followers. It is you paid for followers and they literally show the credit card transaction. Okay. You're going to get 7,500 followers and you're going to start seeing the likes and boom, these fake famous people are starting. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have 10,000 followers now, but they're not real. So this documentary about MLMs is kind of saying that is encouraged a lot of times for you to go and buy these fake followers. So you look super legit. Building your brand. Yes. Even though it's their brand, but you're yeah representing it. Be aware of that because it's like, you know, this could all be a facade and here you are feeling depressed about yourself because this girl over here has got 10,000, 100,000 followers, whatever it is. And you're like, why can't I do that? And you're feeling bad about yourself, but it may not be real. Right. So just be aware of that. Um, But she again says in this documentary that, you know, a small amount of people at the very top who get in early at the, on the MLM organization are making real money. But 99% of people who join MLMs according to some surveys, don't make any money at all or even lose money. Think about that number. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, it's probably only making the tip top richer mm-hmm. and they're coming in late in the game. Like you said, it has to be at its inception almost. Exactly. That they need to, that's, yeah. that's probably where, because LuLaRoe, when I saw the documentary I saw was that the couple, I don't know if there's like somebody underneath them, they're billionaires, mm-hmm. billionaires. And the, their warehouse is like in Colton or something. Yeah. And I don't know like what was under them, but the woman on this, um, the Vice documentary, 
Sorry, my nose is running. Um, she was one of the big ones. Like she mm-hmm. had, they showed where she would have $50,000 ready for a deposit. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back to that in a second. I'll, I'll, I'm going to circle yeah, back to that. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Yes. You and, and I chatted she, about yes. it earlier. And I they used her to uh, speak at conferences. She traveled all over the United States. She bought Louis Vuitton purses, but she still didn't have that much money. So that money that they would show, like, yes, you your commission is $56,000 for this month. Like, congratulations. However, we have restructured or redefined uh, our policies on right. how you obtain or uh, get access to that money. Uh-huh. And therefore, you're gonna we're going to hold this over here until you show this much percentage of growth with product or recruitment or whatever, and then you're going to get that money. Got it. So it's like essentially they're they're dangling a carrot, fifty thousand dollars. Right. Look at your computer screen. Right. We're showing we owe you this amount of money. However, right. all you have to do is X, Y, and Z, which is right. kind of like a new policy. Right. And then you'll get your money. Right. And and she probably really generated that profit. I mean, if, if especially now that I know how much those leggings were oh, and, God, yes. and whatever her, you know, she had like tons of, I think she said like 200 plus people under her. So she was one of the main ones. Um, she currently has a lawsuit against them, mm-hmm. but now she has nothing. She's like selling her home and she's got, she's left with thousands of dollars with the product. But basically she saw something she couldn't unsee. And I, don't remember exactly what that was, but she was thinking like, this is no longer a business. I, I've kind of seen, you know, what Oz really is. I see the man behind the curtain now, and it's not what I thought. It's already come off of like, you know, um, months or maybe years long worth of this horrible product. They would get product that was soaking wet, holes already in them, smelling like rancid, decaying something. Like it was just so bad. And they're like, pictures of like the LuLaRoe leggings sitting outside for days on end, like exposed to the atmosphere or whatever. Um, and this is, so once she figured that out, she said she had like typed up the letter. Um, she decided she was going to make it like a done deal. She still wasn't even certain she was going to do it yet. She had typed up this letter, gave it to her husband and was like, can you proofread this? And if you think it's good, let's send it. And it was like to I like on her Facebook group, which she had a huge following because she had this successful, you know, kind of page where she do like Facebook Live and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't even proofread it; he just pushed the post and he oh posted it because he was gosh. done, like he was beyond wow. done he with knew. like yeah. what, yeah, what she had been going yeah. through. And she said, fifteen minutes later, her very best friend, who was ahead, uh, up on her upline, like right above her called her and was like, how dare you? How can you do this? You've just destroyed. You've really done it now kind of a thing. And then her other friend like unfriended her. And she said since, I mean, she's been in a downward spiral since then, but she really um, has lost a lot. And, And then it ends with her like selling her home. Okay. So that, I'm so glad you brought that up, but so toward the end, you're saying, you know, like that per, her best friend was like, how dare you, you know, this, this, and that, and she's lost friends. I have such an, that is a red flag. Right. Why is she not allowed to speak her truth? Right. And if she does, you're going to take that personal as if she's doing it to wreck your right. business or whatever. But it, that is a problem. Right. Well, it's basically their friendship was conditional based on that is as exactly long it. as you, 
you know, shut up and worked within this mm-hmm. company and made it as appear as good as we want everybody to think it yes. is. But the moment you step out of the line at that, no, I'm actually not your friend. I yes. never was your friend. Sounds like a cult. Sorry. It, exactly. It's like, dude, we've all seen the, you know, Leah Remini Scientology um, uh, documentary. And it's like, if, if, if our familial connection is based on us both being Scientologists and the moment I break away from that, you're supposed to discard me and not be that hello right red flag red flag, red flag. Yes. and that and going back to the MLM and the situation you're talking about that is not a friend that's why I was putting friends in friends in quotes earlier that is the specific example of that's not a friend right and so it's I can see how many women could feel trapped in an MLM and start to stress out and really want to leave because they're looking at the numbers going, I am losing money. If I continue down this path, I am going to be bankrupt and right. busted. And a lot of them are, could become that way. Yes. and But they don't want to leave because- You're scared to leave that community. That's right. And that is- that is something that is very alarming right. and that's not a friendship. And it's just so interesting to hear. Right. And I can see how women feel trapped in it because they want to keep friends. Right. And something I will say as far as the financial aspect, I'm putting my banker hat on and I'm, and I'm saying as a business owner, when you first start a business, generally you are reinvesting any profits that you're lucky enough to make, you know, fortunate enough to make back into the business. So your bank account, your business bank account, where you put your money is not, the balance is not growing at first. That is typical when you've started a business. You don't, unless you're just super lucky, you start making money hand over fist right away. Your bank account balance grows, but typically that's not how it works. However, at a certain point, whether that's three months, six months, a year, two years, depending on the type of business, it's different. The industry standard is different for different types of businesses as to when you should start seeing real profits and see your bank account grow. However, if you don't see that happen, if you're not seeing, if you're not ever seeing, if you've been in an MLM, let's say for two years, three years, and you have yet to see your bank account balance grow and Additionally, you've seen your credit card balances go up. That is a problem. Right. You should start if you are actually profiting. So a lot of people confuse gross sales, which is the yes. top line number, that right. $500 that you're making, you those credits you see because you've sold a certain number of skincare products right. with your MLM, but your net profit is different than your right. gross sales. Your net profit is actually what you're actually putting in your pocket, the money you're putting in your pocket. Right. But you could also be losing money and, and you know, right. and you, but you have to look at it over time. It can't be like, oh, I did, I really, like, they had this new face mask and I really hocked it, well, not hocked it, whatever. Yeah, you whatever. You I did a really it. good job and I, I really sold a lot and I got this $500 check. Correct. Well, now you need to look at those, what you're putting in, what's coming out. Over time to yes. see your gross, what'd you say? Gross. To see your gross net. Well, to see your net profit. Net profit. Thank you. So yeah, you make a good point is that, you know, you might have invested a thousand dollars on the front end to be part of this MLM. I'm just using round numbers. And then six months down the road, you've sold, you know, $700 worth of product. But your mind, you've already forgotten about that thousand right. dollars you've initially invested. Right. So to you, you think you've made seven hundred dollars. You think you've got net profit seven hundred dollars. But in reality, you have not even paid off your initial investment. Right. So, you know, at the end of the year, 
You should be, well, you should constantly be monitoring your bank account balances and your income and your expenses to see if you're actually profiting or losing money. But yeah, definitely at the end of the year, you've got to look at that initial investment you made. Mm -hmm. And then every month you've got little expenses, whatever they are. Traveling, internet fees. Who knows what, right? Yeah, exactly. Product that you've bought. Right. And compare that against the credits that are coming into your bank account if you're lucky enough to be seeing credits. So I just, you know, women really have to pay attention to see, are you really, is this business really making you money? Um, I find it all so interesting. Like I said at the beginning, after everything I've read and heard and seen, I remain suspicious of MLMs. I have no desire to join one, um, but I am not judging women who are in one. I am simply asking you to take a hard look. Mm -hmm. Do you really, are you seeing real net profit, not your gross sales, just the credits? Are you actually seeing money that's growing within your bank account? That's number one. Number two, I think you should ask yourself the question, if you were to leave tomorrow, do you feel stressed out that you would lose friendships from other women who are in the MLM if you left? Um, Ask yourself that question. Are you feeling immense or any pressure? Are you stressing out every month over the quota you have to meet and the people you have to recruit? Are you getting a lot of pressure from your initial recruiter or upline, as they call it, to, hey, babe, how's it going? Um, You know, you really need to push yourself this month. You didn't meet your quota last month. You know, you need to sell $300 worth of product, and I'd really like to see you get five more girls or five more people to join your team. Are you, is that stressing you out? And are you having trouble recruiting more and more and more people? I mean, so then is, is your experience in this MLM really a, a happy one? Right. Is it really, are you really happy or are you fake happy that you made instant friends in quotes, but they're probably not your real friends because if you left, they might not be your friend. So we're just asking the questions, but I do want to, I think we're getting toward the end and I want to ask listeners what their experience has been. Um, And I also want to ask you, Jesse, because I'm pretty sure (laughs) you said you joined an MLM at one point. So let's hear about that. Really quickly, I want to read the definition because I think that a lot of people are asking themselves, and I am asking as well, what is different about an MLM versus a pyramid scheme? Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes are illegal for a reason. MLMs, I think there are a lot of similarities. But there so, must be something. There's some loophole. Different, yes. It's a, I think it's a or loophole, a but I would or, like to know what that is because like we said... It looks like a triangle, what you could also call a pyramid when you look at the organizational structure right. of the employee and the staff and the upline, the downline and all that kind of right. stuff. It's the shape of it is a triangle. Right. So I would like to know what that difference is. I would too. And there might be, and if you're listening now and you know what the legitimate reason is tell us to differentiate between an MLM and a pyramid scheme. I, I want to know. Yes, because we only scratched the surface. This is right. something we were not going to do this super deep dive. It was just enough to be interested in it. We wanted to talk about it, have just a regular conversation about it on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't going to be like we were going to be, um, you know, discovering where Jimmy Hoffa was buried. Yeah. God, I wish we really could. <laughs> I know. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Hoffa, you yeah. know that's him right there in that picture with my uncle. <laughs> oh my, you're yes. kidding me. So Jimmy, so sidebar. Jimmy, I discovered this recently. My mom told me, but my, um, my, how do I say it? 
my grandfather's brother. brother. So is that my uncle? uncle? That's, That's my your uncle. great uncle. So my great, yes, yeah. my great uncle. I have a picture of my great uncle. I'm looking at it right now with Jimmy Hoffa because my great uncle used to be, um, a teamster. And I know that Jimmy Jimmy Hoffa was a union boss or something like that. So um, I had no idea. So my uncle, my great uncle was friends with Hoffa. And here I have a picture in my podcast room that I treasure because I mob movies are my favorite kind of movies. I am obsessed with the mafia and mobsters. Oh, I love all of that stuff. So interesting. Shout out to Goodfellas. Best (laughs) movie ever made. Totally. Casino. Love it. Oh God. So good. Anyways. But, but, but but basically, yes, we are just scratching the surface. We want to make that clear. And we're just trying to pose certain questions that we are asking each other and that maybe you'll ask yourself these questions if you're thinking about it or have been involved with it or whatever. Yes. So I'm going to read, I found a definition online because I was really curious about the technical uh, reason why pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes obviously are illegal. And then after I read this definition, maybe ask yourself, can you draw any parallels to an MLM? So what I'm looking at now says both Ponzi schemes and pyramids are quite seductive because they may be able to deliver a high rate of return to a few early investors for a short period of time. Yet, both pyramid and Ponzi schemes are illegal because they inevitably must fall apart. No program can recruit new members forever. Because so, it's not sustainable, it's saying. Exactly. You're being, it's not sustainable. It will implode at some point. Right. The early like investors, the upline people that got in early and are at the top, they could be making real money. Right. They might actually walk away with real money. Absolutely. But as it gets more and more diluted because you recruit someone and they have to build a team, if you find yourself at the end, at the bottom, you got in too late, you're, you're left holding the bag. Right. You, you your business model will fail. Right. So that is the, from what I can see that, that kind of sums up Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. Now, what is different between that and an MLM? Because in an MLM, it sounds like the real money and pressure is to build a team just like, just like a a pyramid scheme, the triangle that we've all seen in charts. So, and it's not predicated, your success in an MLM typically seems to not be predicated on product sales, but building a team, get more and more people involved. But what they're seeing is all these people getting involved and they're, they got in too late. They're at the bottom of that triangle. They are the 99% plus percentage of people who are not making money. Might and in fact, maybe losing money. Exactly. The one thing I'm wondering if where some of this where the difference lies is that this could be like a product. Okay. So like Roden and Roden and Fields, I remember like I was like a proactive user mm-hmm. It actually changed my skin yeah. as a teenager, yeah, you know, like it really did work well. It, like you get it on your carpet, it would like bleach your carpet. So you wonder like what the hell's in it. <laughs> it did it bleached my dad's carpet. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, um, it was a good, I, I was going to keep buying it. And that was off of an infomercial. Mm-hmm. Well, Roden and Fields who, the, who developed that, they have an MLM. Right. And I know people that like the product. Yeah. Don't they have like a lash boost or something? Oh yeah. I mean, but yeah, but it's, like, they have a whole skin line. Yeah. And I think it's like different types of skin line, like anti-aging, anti-acne, combination oil, whatever. Um, maybe because in a way that product, if it is popular enough, yeah. could still sell on the on the shelf somewhere. Yes. 
Um, whether that's in a brick and mortar store or whether that's through a, a, um, what do you call it? Like a representative part of an MLM who recruits other representatives, Mm -hmm. but maybe because there's an actual product that is successful. I don't know. I'm asking, I'm, I'm wondering if there's something that that's where it's not considered illegal. Even like we said, the structure of it is that way because with Lou LaRoe, it seemed like when the product really got bad and it really did change, Uh it seemed, um, it was all about recruitment and the product suffered and then no longer, they couldn't even push out the product anymore. Right. So, and I think that, you know, like with, with Rodan and Fields, I, 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 like in the, in my peripheral, I remember maybe they have some sort of lash boost that actually really oh. sounds like it works right. and it helps your eyelashes yes. grow. Yeah. I could be wrong. Could yeah. be a different MLM. Um, let's just say that's a great product and you've got a nice social media following and you've got people who regularly buy that product from you. Uh-huh. That's great. Maybe you are making some money off that. Maybe your uplines making some money, maybe however it works. But with all of the stiff competition out there yeah. with other bigger name brands right. and in addition, your own competition within that MLM, there are millions, I would imagine, of yeah. Rodan and Fields representatives, representatives right. who are also pushing that. And sometimes you might crisscross who you're marketing to. You know, right. you might have a friend who sells it and you guys have a mutual friend who's torn between who to buy it from. I guess it's just, it sounds like a very diluted market. So even if you join an MLM that happens to have some great products that actually work and people love, I would imagine it is still very hard to support your family or make any real money pushing those products because you are just, un- there's so much competition right. from all these huge beauty brands right. um, and also within other representatives who sell for that same L- MLM right. who are hawking that same right. product. But you keep using this word hawking. It right, sounds so bad. <laughs> But But you are, but but what I'm thinking is like the only, so saying that part of it, like maybe this is why it's not illegal yet, but I do think by them choose Rodan and Fields, just for example, and I can like picture the two women because I like, I just think about the commercial. Um, they chose this business structure Mm -hmm. and I think because it can really make the rich richer. Why can't you just sell this product, which maybe it is sold in Sephora. I don't know. Please, like, don't, I mean, let's just, whatever it's called. But I see the point you're trying to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you have to choose this business model to push out your product? Mm -hmm. Why not do another infomercial or go on QVC or try to get it into a brick and mortar? Why this? Because, and that's a great point. That's a great point. And that my hunch is because they don't think they stand a chance against all the big name products that are sold Mm -hmm. in a Sephora, for example. So, but their way to make money is not based off that product that works. It's that they start an MLM because they know the more people they recruit, it's all about recruiting people. That's their business model. That's how the upline makes money. And, and, and because they don't make money based off the sheer volume of product sales, they're at the top line and they're just recruiting people and that's how they're making their money. I don't know. And I just want to put the disclaimer out there. I know we've said it enough. These are only opinions and um, these are our questions and our concerns and things like that. I don't really know a lot about specific MLMs. I've never joined one. Um, And like we said, it is possible there might be some that are that aren't so predatory and right. that are, you know, recruiting people, um, you know, uh, maybe moms, stay-at-home moms, military wives or whoever, 
and maybe they're thriving. I really don't know. I would love to hear from our listeners, but before I put that question out and before we end this thing, which MLM did you join? (laughs) Okay. Well, you did you get rich? No, no, no. no. Well, hold on. And I, it's, it's funny because I was thinking about this, um, when I was going through, I'm like, oh my God, you know what? I remember it's a blip major way back in my, like when I was younger, I, it's so dreamlike. I don't remember all the ins and outs of it, but I know enough. I was, I think 16 years old, first okay. of all. Okay. So this <laughs> is two years after your, like GNC, under age. after your GNC career after started. After GNC. Yes. Yeah. When I didn't get hired on at the Esprit outlet at Cabazon. Oh, the one yeah. you stole close from. Right. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. We'll tell that right, story yeah, later. another time. We are not thieves, by the no, way. We were right. asshole teenagers. Right. I want to say we were like 13, 14 years oh, old we when that went down. Such idiots. And idiots. The, when I want to talk about, like, do you remember when Sorry. we applied for a job at the spree yes, outlet? We okay, did. Anyways, we, we can talk about it later. Yeah, okay. okay. Anyways, I want to say I was definitely like, a t- I don't, I think I just had my license. And um, my boyfriend at the time, who was like a couple years older than me, he had been like schemed by somebody to sell a long distance phone calling plan. Okay. And it's the first time he said, basically, so there's this product. It's, it's, you know, I don't, you're selling, I don't know what you're selling minutes or what. And this is like when you had a phone, it was, there's like no cell, nobody has cell phones. I mean, this is like way back in the nineties. Um, and you could buy this cheaper long distance calling plan and you would try to sell it to your family and friends, whatever. But when they started explaining, if you can recruit People, you know, so you're going to make this much money off of every plan that you sell. If you recruit a person, you're going to make this much percentage, not only off of what they sell, but of, you know, it's the whole thing, Typical. a pyramid. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes, got it. I was like, mom, I'm going to probably be a millionaire by the time I'm 18. Oh. Get ready. Go ahead. Start <laughs> pack your bags, pack your bags. Yeah. We are moving to a mansion. Right. You can retire. <laughs> I remember almost being like, hi, like if I had just like, uh, you know, down a line of coke like, or this something. This is it. I was like, you guys, like, do you understand what I've just stumbled upon? I'm going to make us rich. And I remember telling one of my um, sister's friends, like, um, who was older, was Daisy, one of Daisy's friends, and they were coming over to visit, um, like, about it, and like being like almost like you know, talking like a million miles a minute, foaming at the mouth. Like I was yes. so like, do you understand what I've just? It, and they looked at me like. Are you an idiot? Yeah. Like, okay, oh. but we got like my friend's dad bought one uh, long distance phone call. Yeah. My mom bought one. You got some pity purchases. Totally. And I think we went to one like conference, but le- legitimately, I think I was underage. Like, I don't even know what business. <laughs> I think that's like child labor laws were like being violated. Some yeah. laws were being broken. We don't know which yeah. ones. So it wasn't like, laws. I wish I could tell you it was a more exciting, more current MLM, but this right. was way back when it was, I think a legitimate pyramid scheme. I mean, it was wow. before it was like found to be illegal. So that was my, my little dabble. So dabble you do. didn't actually become no. a billionaire and get a free car. Did not. But I did learn. I remember then like I, it, it taught me a lesson then, like you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you thought, and I really didn't think I was going to make a lot of money, but, but yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is you and I can laugh and you can be self-deprecating and totally. stuff, but that, I mean, that's a lot. You were a teenager, yeah. brains not fully formed. You oh. weren't actually an no, idiot. You right. were just, just young so and dumb. naive. Young and dumb and so naive. naive. Yes, definitely. Um, so, but what I have to say is I knew from that moment on when I started seeing things like this, you yeah. know, later on, you know, right. through the years. And, um, I even bought, you know, Herbalife. One of my yeah. friends, uh, sold Herbalife. I actually lost weight with it. Like yeah. I loved the vanilla shake. I would put a half a banana in it, loved it. The little 
protein bars that would hold me over. They right. tasted like shit, but I, I still did it. Yeah. And I, and the tea, there was like a tea that I would drink. Just I did that we're not from... doctors and we don't know if Herbalife will kill you. Okay, right. go on. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did it for months and I actually lost weight on it. So it's yeah. like, you know, there's that, there's the things that I, I, and that was like supporting her at first, but I really liked it. Yeah. And I really was like into the product. So, right. I mean, that's kind of, but have you, so we know you bought Lou, Lou LaRoe. Yeah. I bought else? the essential oils oh, essential from doTERRA. Oils, yeah. I know I, I actually hosted a, an MLM party at my house oh. back in Highland. Uh, so it was, did I go 20 years ago? I don't remember. What it was, was a it jewelry one. I did go. Oh my God. In the backyard. What did you <laughs> yeah. do in the backyard? Well, we did it in the front room. We oh. might've, we might've made our way to the backyard. Oh, but you know, and then I, that's, I almost got like talked into, uh-huh. uh, being a recruit and okay. joining it. Uh-huh. And I think I even said that I would commit and the girl made like some announcement. I'm happy to announce you guys at the end. Jamie has decided to join my team and everybody like clap for me. <laughs> and then like the next morning I woke up and I was like, yeah, no, my no. gut's telling me this is not good. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. And it I didn't really do it. It goes against your grain for sure. Yeah. Oh, it one I could, I just, I can't, it goes against my grain for sure. Okay. So, you know, I want to ask the question for anybody listening. We, Jesse and I really want to know, you know, what are your thoughts on multi-level marketing organizations, MLMs? Have you had experience with any either working for it or being a customer? Have you hosted a party? Have you been hit up on Facebook to join somebody's team? How was your experience? Was it good or bad? We really want to know. And also, we're curious to see, you know, do you see similarities between MLMs and pyramid schemes? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, you might be in an MLM and you're super happy. We want to know why and how. How'd you get there? So I don't know. I think people should go to our Facebook group. Yes. Just search Judgy and Juryish Podcast on Facebook and you'll find us. Find us on Instagram at, uh, I think it's at Judgy Juryish. We're also on Twitter at Judgy Juryish. Uh, but we really want to hear from you guys. Yeah. So tell us Please. what you School think. Us. Yeah. School us. We want us. We want all you women stay woke. Yes. And uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's ask the questions. That's all good. right, Jess. We got another episode to record after this. I know. We, you guys, we're doing a marathon today. Hope you're really <laughs> yeah. impressed yeah. by us because yeah. we actually have one more episode to record after this because Jesse thought she was special enough to take a vacation next weekend. Right. Right. So we have to record two episodes right. in one day. Wish us luck. Wish us luck. All right, guys. Um, let's get out of here, Jess. All right. You guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Judgy and Juryish. Also, don't forget to check out my other podcast. It's called Murderish. It's a true crime podcast, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe to Judgy and Juryish wherever you're listening now so you don't miss any new episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Judgy Juryish and join our Facebook group. Just search Judgy and Juryish Podcast on Facebook to join. And please leave us a five-star rating and review in your favorite podcast app. But make it nice or we might have to check you, boo. <laughs> and remember, fix your face and stay looking hot because you don't want to end up with a crappy mugshot. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,